the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we declare our love to you, and we are dedicated to you, Lord. And so we enter into the season with joy and peace, knowing that you're in control. Lord, pour out your Spirit upon our people. Pour out your Spirit upon our government. Pour out your Spirit, Lord. Send revival, Father. Lord, you are the light of the world. We ask in the name of Yeshua that you would pour your light into people so that they will once again make you the center, O Lord, of who they are and what they do. Lord, give us a part in it. Give us a purpose, O Lord. Give us the ability to share our faith. Give us great divine appointments. Lord, we are dedicated to you, and we bless you and thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Yes, good morning, good morning. So tonight is the last night of Hanukkah. So it's all the candles are lit tonight. I pray that you've had a wonderful Hanukkah week. And as many of you are preparing for Christmas and New Year's, may I suggest you consider a special gift to this program uh, for being on the air. Uh, If you find my teachings edifying, we could really use a one-time gift or a monthly pledge. So if you would call our office at 813-831-5673 or email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, that would be Fantastic. So two weeks ago, we looked at Hanukkah. Last week, we looked at the isms. Remember the isms that defile our temple? Well, I figured I would just mention a couple things about the isms, and then we'll go into really how do we get rid of the isms? (laughs) Because we don't want these isms, right? 
So there was Hellenism, which was importing a culture more important than God. And we see that happening all over our country in the United States, don't we? Uh, Secondly, there is progressivism, which is importing the words knowledge over God's wisdom and knowledge. And we see that all the time as well. Then there's relativism, which is truth is defined by the culture. And it's a time period rather than a foundational principle like Scripture. So we see that all the time where, where what was truth 50 years ago is not truth today because our culture has redefined it rather than us going with the Bible, which is true yesterday, today, and forever. Number four is emotionalism which is the fact that we feel something, that's what decides what's right and wrong. So, uh, you know, if we feel uh, stronger about an animal than a person, uh, then uh, it's more important to treat the animals well than people well. And, And that's, you decide it, and so that makes it right or wrong. And, of course, we know that... That makes no sense whatsoever. But we do it, and and we see it done all the time. And then the final one is super-spiritualism, which is believing that God has spoken to you, which allows you not to be accountable or submitted to anything or anybody. And that, too, is very, very dangerous. We see that in the believing community. We see that all over. And so those are the five isms that we're trying to get rid of. And I think that you and I need to be more active in identifying them and speaking out against them. But speaking out against them and identifying them is not really enough. Hanukkah is the Feast of Dedication. And remember, the people cleansed and dedicated the temple after regaining it. So dedication to God pushes these bad isms out of our life. Let me say this again. If you want to get rid of the isms, we have to dedicate our lives to God. Now, that sounds easy, but it isn't as easy as it sounds. So, if we are to rededicate our temple, I'd like you to consider this in 1 Corinthians 6.19. Or don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Well, again, I said it's easy to say, and even Scripture says it, that we are not our own. But boy, do we have opinions, don't we? <laughs> and so, and not only do we have opinions, but we are right, aren't we? 
And so we perpetrate our rightness on other people. And, oh, yeah, that's right. We're supposed to not be... It's not supposed to be about us. It's supposed to be about God, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, Lord, help us, please. So what should we be dedicated to? Let's look at our priorities and see how we can measure them. Because it's one thing to have a priority, but then you want to test it. You want to measure it. See if it is working. So the measurement we're going to use are the three T's. You know the three T's, right? Time, talent, and treasures. So I have um, five things to ask you about the time, talent, and treasures. How much time, talent, and treasures do you give? In other words, what's your quantity? How much are you giving? Secondly... What is the quality of the time, talent, and treasures? You know, you picture the guy with his son, and he says, hey, let's watch the football game together, and that's the last time they talk for the next few hours, right? So is this quality time? Well, to some degree it could be as you share something, but if this is the only thing you share, you're not really getting good quality time. You see what I mean? And you're not really giving of your talent to your child in that area. You you want to have your child see your talent, see what you are about. And so you do things together. And And the quality of what you give, your children will see the kinds of things you give and who you give to and how much you give to. Number three, are we joyful? Do we have a good attitude about our time, talent, and treasures? Do we say, oh, got a tithe now. Oh, my. (sighs) All right. Well, I know you're requiring it, God. Or, oh, I have to work in the kitchen. You know, I I haven't seen so many people in the kitchen. It feels like I'm always in the kitchen. Well, you know, we have to have a great attitude about our giving of time, talent, and treasures. So that's number three. Number four, are we consistent in our giving of time, talent, and treasures? This is all coming under dedication to the Lord. Are we consistent? Are we a once, uh, two, three-weeker? Or are we a daily, consistent giving of our time, talent, and treasures? And finally, number five, do we have longevity? Which means, have we worked every day giving our time, talent, and treasures for a week and then drop it for another four? Do we have longevity? So, remember... Dedication overcomes emotionalism. So an example, if we don't feel God is with us or something bad happened to us, do we give anyway? Our emotions would say no, but our dedication overcomes our emotions. When you decide in the beginning of the day, this is who I am, this is what I'm about, 
when when things happen to be road bumps and 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 something to distract you you're not going to allow it because you have a goal in mind you are dedicated isn't that what dedication is we have a goal we're going forward we see the the prize we we get it right so that's how we overcome these isms, that we get up in the morning, we get with God, we declare our dedication to God, we say, God, you are the most important thing in my life. And so when things try and distract us, we don't allow it. So let me repeat these five measurements, quantity, quality, attitude, consistence, and longevity. Now, who should we be giving to as we dedicate our lives to God? So we've established that we are to give those five ways, but now who do we give to? Well, first, I would say we give to God. And so how do we give to God? Well, by reading his word, in a sense, we are giving our intellect to God, we are understanding his word. We are conversing with his word. We are intellectually grabbing this information that God wants us to have. And so if he wants us to have it, we are giving when we are, in, in a sense, when we're receiving. Uh, secondly, prayer. Prayer is the faith in motion. Uh, that makes it all happen. If you just read the word and you don't have faith, you only have an intellectual thing. But if you have faith, you are giving God your trust. You are giving God, you are saying, God, you are in control this day. And I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be anxious I am going to be okay knowing that you are in charge. Isn't that difficult? You know, sometimes we talk about how easy it is or how we have faith for this or that. But, you know, to have faith, to put our lives in God's hand, uh, that's an amazing thing. And we do that with prayer because prayer is the, the way we show our faith. If we have faith and don't pray, really, we are showing that we don't have faith real, at, at all. Uh, third thing of how to give to God is we share our faith. He came so that we could share. He wants the world to know about him. He wants, he wants to give people a chance to, to know Yeshua as their Messiah. And he's using us. Imagine that. The God of the universe is allowing us to be in his plan, to be in his program. So we are giving to God when we are sharing our faith. We are giving to God, D or four, when we worship when we worship him, we are showing our adoration. We are giving our love through worship, through worshiping God. And finally, five, 
We are loving people. This not only shows our our loving God, it shows our obedience, with, which is sort of a proof in a certain way of loving God. It's a proof of faith. It's a proof really of, of all, everything that we can love God. I, I'm sorry, love people in, in a sense more than we even love ourselves, that we are willing to lay down our lives for people. Now, I think that you might see that as more of a physical thing, but I'm seeing that more as an emotional thing. You're willing to give up your emotional rights so that somebody else can get something. That is loving people. And so this is all about giving to God. Now, I believe we also have to do the same thing with our biological family. That would be our wife and our, our, our children or our husband, husband or wife, our spouse and our children. They are next in line in who we are to give to. If you are giving more to your work than your children and your wife or your husband, you are out of balance. And you are not dedicating your life to God, regardless of the rationalization that you use. This is not God's way. To dedicate your life to God, you have to be dedicated to him first. You have to be dedicated to your biological family second. And then after your, your spouse and your children come your parents and then other relatives. And you, you deal with that again with the word, uh, but now it's God's word and, and it's our word because you see there is power in the word. And it's so how we speak to our family is, is what shows our dedication to them, how we pray for them our desire for them to receive. So we are in prayer. We are sharing our faith and, and, and being an example to our family, as well as if there's somebody in our family who is not a believer, we definitely are sharing with them. But in a way, you know, it says the tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable. And so we are seeing um, that in 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 what we're doing that that we're not just sharing our faith by blurting it out we're sharing our faith with sensitivity we number 4 d we worship god and that is a model that our relatives are going to see our relationship with god we are modeling it it's not just words we are an example of one who believes and finally again loving people forgiving and overcoming bitterness. We need to forgive and overcome bitterness. Now, these same things go for number three, which is the workplace and, the, and finances. You know, we, we have to be concerned about the word. We need to pray for our work. We need to share our faith when possible. We need to be an example or a model uh, showing our relationship with God. And we have to forgive and overcome bitterness. You know, it's so easy to have bitterness in the workplace. It's so easy to say, oh, well, that's the way they are. But this, the question is, how are we? And then we have to apply the same thing to number four. Our spiritual community comes after our workplace. 
and again with with the people in the congregation uh, and and showing how we speak and and how we pray and share our faith and worship. You know, one of the things I haven't talked about in worship is the whole aspect of tithing, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on tithing, but I believe that all of us, if we are dedicated to God, we need to show that we are giving 10% minimum of our income to God's work at the at the church or the synagogue where we are attending. Everything else our offerings, and I believe we should give offerings as well. And so, um, and then of course, in our spiritual community, our biggest challenge is to forgive and overcome bitterness, right? There are people in our congregation who just get us upset. (laughs) And that's our problem, because God is requiring of you not to let that be. And that's the same thing in our overall community, with our city, our state, our our country, with Israel. You know, how are we speaking about the president of the United States? How are we speaking about the opposite uh, party, uh, whether it's Republican or Democratic, uh, from our thinking? Are we being respectful? Look, all of this is about being dedicated to God. And if you don't understand this, you re- you don't realize what God is requiring for you in order to be dedication, uh, dedicated. You know, I, I love this in Colossians 3. Um, Therefore, this is verse 1, if you have been raised up with Messiah, keep seeking the things above, where Messiah is sitting at the right hand of God. Focus your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Verse 3, if you have died and your life is hidden with Messiah in God, but now set, in verse 8, I'm sorry, I skipped to verse 8, but now set them all aside, anger, rage, malice, slander, and foul language out of your mouth. And then go to verse 12, therefore, As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves in tender compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, (laughs) bearing with one another and forgiving each other if anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has pardoned you, so also you must pardon others. But above all, these things put on love, which is the bond of perfect unity." Let the peace of Messiah rule in your hearts. To this peace you were surely called to one body. Also be thankful. Let the word of Messiah richly dwell in you, teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Yeshua, giving thanks to God the Father through him that is dedication to god that is dedication uh look we cannot be self-absorbed we have to uh put others before us and certainly god first in our lives hanukkah is a time we should evaluate we are what we're dedicated to are you dedicated to the things i've talked about today 
and make sure we have the heart of Messiah, not the heart of the world. Listen, as I mentioned, I want to start a broadcast next week uh, of something that I'm wrestling with. I, I hope you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be provocative. I want to see you next week uh, coming back to this uh, program so we can talk about something very, very interesting. Listen, if you're blessed with the teachings, please uh, help support this broadcast with a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. It's the end of the year. Email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Call at 813-831-5673. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.